games are fine. This is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Folks, there's a lot going on in the world right now, and we know that. That's for sure. We know that. We do. But let me tell you something, folks. There are people that'll tell you, and they may be correct, that things are happening in the world every day. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. When I close my eyes, world go away, and you you people don't exist. Yeah. So figure that one out. <laughs> Answer that, science. Yeah. Um, but on top of everything else that's going on in the world right now, what if I told you that we had to worry about werewolves? I mean, more than I do already? Yeah. What if mm. I told... Here, let me, let me rephrase this question. Okay. Repackage it for, for, for you, my audience. What if I told you... All of your fears about werewolves were fine and founded and logical. Well, that does wonders for my uh, my my sense of security in in my own uh, instincts, but it doesn't do <laughs> great on my uh, getting to bed at night. There are there are werewolves. There are, so here's there what's are up. man. There are man, half man, half wolf. Uh, so this story was sent in by Marshall Robinson. He sent it to wehaveconcernshow at gmail.com. Great place to send stories. Thank you, Marshall Robinson. Um, there have been 13 cases. Of man-wolf? Of man-wolf since 1850. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? Averaged out, that's, th- that's not very common, you know? Listen. Nah, like it's nothing at all. You're, it approaches you just, zero, right? It's it's statistically zero. Zero. You would, you would think that that means. So here's what's up. If once every generation there is born a slayer, flip it, <laughs> flip it. Once every generation there's a werewolf, and like there's so many people in so many places. So many like, people. You, the odds of you being bitten by a werewolf are like the so, odds of you being bitten by a vampire. Very low. <laughs> so um there was a uh, a new case of lycanthropy uh reported in just april uh just a year ago april 30th 2019 oh is it is it werewolf time again uh, i uh, lose track you know is it I, I the days fly by i get entrenched in all of my activities and jobs and everything and then all of a sudden it's it's that time of year again and i haven't prepared myself do you know how you can remember is spring spring werewolves spring forward at you out of the dark <laughs> right with their jaws extended yeah. and their fangs and coming and at then you in fall you will fall to the werewolf army right. so werewolves are always here is what i'm saying <laughs> right and winter <laughs> is how it always feels in your soul when you have lycanthropy <laughs> um so it, it may not shock you jeff to know that these that these reports of lycanthropy are actually bullshit um, tied to mental delusions ah tied to a specific tied to a specific mental issue where people genuinely believe that they are half man half animal or that people around them are half man half animal so what you're saying to me well they're gonna act like werewolf werewolf gonna werewolf (laughs) Those are two you very different I mean? things. Those are two very different mental conditions, it seems to me. Uh, there's a big big difference between me thinking I am Wolfman and me thinking you are Wolfman. You know what I'm saying? Psychologically, is there? <laughs> yeah. You still think you still think someone's a Wolfman, and that's the root of the problem. I guess. And that's where psychology is going to start, right? <laughs> the fundamental so, belief in Wolfman is 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 yeah. retained. But uh, look, buddy, think- if you're bleeding, if you're bleeding, you're bleeding. It doesn't matter why you're bleeding. I got to close that wound. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, this seems to me like either I'm bleeding or I think you're bleeding <laughs> and I'm going to attempt surgery on you, you know, when you don't need it. Well, that's a completely different condition. And some would say that I have that, but some would say that I am a doctor. I mean, you can't, you can't deny, you can't deny the results. You know what I'm saying? You can't deny the results. They're and catastrophic. What are the results? I've lost a lot of patience on the table. It's but why cat- did I have patience on the table at all if I'm not a doctor? Yeah. QED. QED. All right, so um, there's this condition that makes people think that there are werewolves that are real. And it's yep, very it, rare? Well, no. What's rare is actual werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> there are only 13 actual werewolves, Jeff. Oh, okay. And we'll get to them in a minute. Feels like you're bearing the lead, but okay. Am I? 
<laughs> we'll figure we'll figure it out together. But what's not uncommon is uh, this delusion, which is it's it's actually called werewolf delusion, uh, and it's hmm. thought to stem stem from schizophrenia or uh, bipolar disorder, uh, things that that sort of disassociative identity disorder, things in that family of conditions uh, might. Uh, you might be a werewolf. You remember you know, that Jeff Foxworthy? <laughs> oh yeah. If you have uh more fur than clothes, you might. Oh, you be a might werewolf. be a werewolf. Yeah. Um. So, uh, <laughs> do you uh the thing that would really make me amazed by this condition is if it could occur independent of one ever learning about werewolves. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it isn't inspired by fiction in some way. Uh, it can't. I really? mean, because think about it, the idea of werewolf had to come from somewhere, right? And so the first people that had this condition that genuinely believed that they are some sort of hybrid person and animal, that came before the idea of werewolves, right? And and that's one of the things that I think is interesting about this story is so many of our, uh, our ideas uh, about certain things, uh, supernatural things, superstitions come from way back in the day before we had a medical and clinical understanding of them. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a lot of that, like vampirism is, you know, tied to a lot of people think like tuberculosis and, and a lot of other conditions like that. So this is, you know, there are people that have had this for a while. Uh, so, it is called clinical lycanthropy, and they have to use the word clinical because they have to differentiate it from actual lycanthropy. And that's something that <laughs> that's something that the article like really wants to point out here is like there's a difference between clinical and actual lycanthropy, right? So um, there, even though it's called lycanthropy, uh, there are it doesn't mean you necessarily believe you are a werewolf. Uh, there are people that have had clinical lycanthropy who think that they are a dog, a boa constrictor, a frog, a bee. Um, wow. Any, any number of animals. Yeah. They think they're part B. I would be Um, so disappointed if someone said, Oh man, my cousin, he's a lycanthrope. And you'd be like, Oh my God, really? Yeah. I think he's a clinical, 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 clinical. clinical. And she thinks she's a bee. (laughs) That would be so disappointing. Number one, she doesn't actually turn into a bee. And number uh. two, I'm sorry it wasn't a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sorry it's not a cooler story. story of all time. That's like the, what's, what's the results? You just, does the, on the cover of a, of a, uh, oh, couldn't come up with the name of the band. What's the name of the band that did the bee song? Fuck. Are you, are you thinking of Blind Melon? Blind Melon! On the, just on the cover of a Blind Melon album, Tadanta. I might you... actually, I might actually keep in you searching for that memory because that's a particularly, that's a particularly humiliating. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like not only were you reaching for Blind Melon, but you were reaching for Blind Melon. Um, yeah. Uh, so, where was I before the Blind Melon? What's going on? It's a two coffee day. Where now was I'm right before the blind melon. Where was uh, it? Where were any grade? of us before blind melon? <laughs> Where were any of us before blind melon came into our lives? Mm. This most recent case uh, was March of 2019. Would you believe, Jeff? It involves a Florida man. Oh, well. Yes. My home <laughs> Did he state, believe he was a crocodile? He believed he was a werewolf. Okay. Uh, but he didn't say werewolf. Uh, he believed that he was a half dog, half man. And he was this dude. And this is why I say, like, clinically, there's a difference between clinical lycanthropy and actual lycanthropy. But this is why I say, Jeff, you might not want to differentiate that that much. This dude did. Okay. This dude did kill people. And he did. With his mouth? He killed a couple and chewed one of their faces off. Wow. Um, so this is why I'm saying, know, like, is does there he know a difference? How dogs behave? If he thought he was a dog, couldn't he have just been a sort of a friendly dog, sort of like a my father the dog, like a cl- situation, uh, like a Clifford situation? Yeah, yeah, like a big red dog or, a, or Beethoven. Yeah. There you go, or like an Air Bud. Like an couldn't Air he have Bud. Just like had a career in basketball. You know, I'm told that a Marley some of the players, and me. <laughs> some of the players in the NBA actually are lycanthropes. Because I've seen two films, Airbud mm-hmm. and Teen Wolf. You know what I'm saying? Now, Airbud, 
was not a lycanthrope because Air Bud was a gold was an adorable golden retriever all the time. I guess I guess it's something he has something called rules lycanthropy because there's nothing <laughs> in the rules that says that he can't be on the basketball court. And I guess you would think mm. there would be rules. I don't know. I'm reaching here, but he was not really what you're thinking of is uh, is what you could say is Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf Two. So they've they've yeah. infiltrated high school basketball and college boxing. Oh, was it was Team Wolf Two about boxing? It was Jason Bateman, and it was about college. It was about college boxing. I knew it was Jason Bateman, but I I, I don't think I've ever even seen. This is beside the, the point. A man killed people, Jeffrey. Oh, sorry, chewed their faces off he, when he could have had a career as a boxer no, in the amateur arena. That's actually that's actually extremely uh, specious because not all werewolves are good boxers, Jeff. And even though some of them play basketball, you're right. Whoa. See, even though you think this is a positive thing, you're actually, you're actually minimizing and mm. relegating werewolves into only two sports. And those two sports are, you know, come on, come on, Jeff. Okay. Just be cool so, about werewolves. I should let them just chew faces off and be werewolves. Well, it is part of their culture. And we don't want to be culturally insensitive towards it's a tough line. It's a tough line. Uh, Here's what's up. The diagnosis was made by a forensic psychologist. He made a 38 page mental assessment. You know what? Of this. You need one page. He chewed faces off. That's all the the only page you need. Dude thinks he wolf. (laughs) What's the problem? Uh, I need 38 pages to describe the fact that this guy chewed some dude face. Um. So the criteria that are used to diagnose clinical ly- lycanthropy, obviously, if someone says they turn into a wolf, that's it. <laughs> what if it, yeah, if he says, I'm a werewolf, right? Uh, sorry, I'm, hu- I'm a human right now, but later on, I'm going to try to chew your face off. But I will turn that's into a, a wolf. That's a hint. That's a hint. Yeah. But other things, you know, that you can talk about are uh, uh, the patients having reported feeling like some animal or behaving in a manner resembling an animal. They may not... Uh, they may not consider themselves to be part animal, but may be exhibiting animalistic behavior um, sort of uh, compulsively. So they may not say, mm. I'm a werewolf or I think I'm half wolf, but they just start acting a bit like a dog or acting a bit like this animal um, without consciously realizing it. Huh. Um, yeah, pretty wild. And the delusion can rarely cause sadistic, cannibalistic, or necrophilic behavior. Do you think when they apprehended this guy, they, instead of putting him in jail, just put him in a kennel? I think that was the plan? I think that that might work just as well. And you know what's crazy is, like, you don't even have to lock the kennel. If you close the he door... He just wants to be yeah, there. Yeah, when, when, when they're trained, when you lock... If you don't even have to lock it, you can just close it. And you can just say, go, yeah. to, your, you know, go to your bed, and a werewolf just goes right go. there. There are only three things that can stop a werewolf. It's, uh, it's silver bullets... Uh, yeah, and then uh, is it holy water? Here's what's up. I think it's holy water, and then and then like a rolled up newspaper on the nose, yeah. like right on the nose. You can draw a circle of salt and say, "Go to your bed," <laughs> and the werewolf just goes. Um, so there were uh, so there have been a number of cases since the 1850s. Uh, one case in Austria in 2007 showed what a superstitious belief can do. So this is to, kind of to your point. Uh, these people who are experiencing these animalistic tendencies may not realize it, but if you have this condition and you do have a superstition about werewolves or, you know, uh, understand what a werewolf is, uh, during a werewolf scare of, uh, 1715 to 1717, an unusual number of cattle and deer were killed. Wait, 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 I need to stop you. Mm-hmm. There was a werewolf scare that lasted two years. Yeah. We were in a two-year-long werewolf scare? Yeah. The Okay. That seems like a... I mean, I know it's a, a difficult time that we're all going, living through right now, but it feels like two years of werewolf scare ranks pretty high, too. You Let know? me tell you something. If two years of werewolf scare happened right now, it would not... <laughs> It would not change my life in any meaningful way in the year of our Lord 2020. <laughs> we just, dude, do you remember we had murder hornets? What happened to those? We just stopped talking about them. They're gone now, I guess, yeah. or not? I don't it know. It doesn't matter, is what I'm saying. It doesn't matter, baby. We're in it. 2020 we can need throw two years whatever. Of werewolf scare. Listen, if they're going to throw just, a werewolf just... scare at us, I hope they do it now while there's so much other stuff going on. 
Because if it happens later when there's nothing else on my plate, I'm going to be bummed. It's like when you go, it's like when you bring your car in for one thing and they notice two problems and you're like, you know what? You might as well fix every fucking problem right now. Let me just get all the money <laughs> out of my pocket. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. What, yeah. what do I need? Wiper you know fluid? Problem, fuck off. Do it. You know what the problem of, with a two year long werewolf scare is, Anthony? What's that? Like at the, be- at the beginning of the werewolf scare, like everybody's everybody's committed to it right they all wash their hands and they all stay indoors and they all they avoid werewolves as much as possible Chain yourself and they stay to a radiator week. with a medical grade uh with medical grade handcuffs you know exactly they all no one goes out on a full moon everybody stays six feet away from other lycanthropes and then you know what Time passes and everybody gets werewolf scare fatigue. And all of a sudden they're like, no, we need to reopen. We need, and everybody's like, there's going to be a second wave of werewolves. Mm-hmm. We all know there's going to be just a takes second one wave werewolf of werewolves. to bite another werewolf. And then, so here's what's up. Uh, 1715 to 1717, they were missing the, an unusual number of cattle and deer were killed by wolves in the Musham district. Uh, when attempts to hunt the wolves down failed, Everybody just was like, must be werewolf. <laughs> we didn't catch all these wolves. <laughs> the, the cattle are still dying. I'm a good hunter, and also I've never been impotent. I'm great in bed. So obviously, gotta be it's got to be werewolves. There's only one other plausible solution Listen, to this problem. No one, no one drinks like Gaston. You know what I mean? Like, if (laughs) there's something out there and I can't catch it. So, uh, as a result, two adolescent beggars were tortured in a chamber of Musham Castle, which is where this this reporter investigated in 2007. Uh, They confessed that they had, they confessed because they were being beaten, that they used an unguent, a magic potion to transform themselves into wolves. Uh, They escaped execution. Are you ready for this? By turning into wolves? By turning into wolves. (laughs) <laughs> and running away no actually that's that's fast. dumb that's dumb no they turned into bats <laughs> <What>? <laughs> they confessed to being wolves when they were really vampires yeah it was like an episode of like classic you know what, you know what that is anthony you know what that is what? that's a classic bat and switch it's my fault for teeing you up it's my fault for teeing you up. Uh, they escaped execution by being sentenced to lifelong service as Venetian galley slaves. They had to work in the in the hulls of ships, in the bowels of ships for the rest of their oh, lives man. because they were beaten into admitting they were werewolves. Why do they want werewolves in the hull of the ship? That seems like a, I guess you can't see the moon. You can't see the moon down there. But is it the sea? I don't think it's the seeing of the moon. I don't think if you blindfold a werewolf, they don't turn into werewolves. Oh, you've clearly never seen any werewolf movies. When the clouds go in front of the moon, they're not werewolf anymore. Oh, that's some. That's true in some cases, isn't it? Yeah, it's like fast versus slow the- zombies. Right. Every cartoon about werewolves is the the clouds go in front of the moon, back to normal person, and then Bugs Bunny's like, well, "I thought you were a werewolf," and then the clouds go away from the moon, and werewolf is. But back. that's in cartoons for a hilarious bit. I'm talking about actual werewolves jeff (laughs) oh i forgot we were in the realm of i'm not talking about the fairy tales we tell children for laughs i'm talking about the (laughs) real the real problem of lycanthropes (laughs) not the not the terrifying story of two beggar boys that were hauled off into a ship for admitting they cried wolf then i'm talking about the real things dude it's so wild but that is so funny it's like well they confessed so I guess we can't kill them, even though they're monsters. So what do we do with them? I guess they can. I guess we can give them a job, like a bad job, <laughs> and they can just work a bad job. And it's just like, oh, wow. okay, we're uh, all right. I guess that's fine. Well, I would be so terrified if I worked on that galley. Oh yeah, that uh, they were going to turn into a wolf at any time. Yeah, you don't want to go down to the lower levels of the galley. No. Uh, there are some other ones uh, that are really good. Uh, horrific crimes of 16th century Peter Stump, who raped, murdered, and devoured men, women, and children. Oh, my. He had a... It says his was among the most famous werewolf trials. Oh, the werewolf trials. My favorite CW That's- show. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you didn't you audition for werewolf trials 
I did, I did, and I was I was going up for the uh, wolf lawyer, uh, uh, <laughs> Mark Wolfram, but uh, <laughs> I did not get the part. Uh, they said I didn't have enough facial hair, which is why I grew the beard out. Yeah, you know, but I, I, you know what? I, I could see. Hey, man, I could see you as a werewolf lawyer. You should. That should have been yours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's always howling foul. You know. Mm-hmm. He's always uh, there's saying I am jo- There's there's actually. Uh, one of my favorite Korean TV shows is about a vampire lawyer, and it's very good. It's very good. <laughs> it's uh, is it real? Yeah, it's called Vampire Prosecutor. <laughs> You're not going to be a defense attorney. Come on, vampire. No, because here's what's up. He he's hiding the fact that he's a vampire. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's he's got to hide it from everyone. But also, like when criminals, uh, when criminals start uh, committing crimes that are supernatural or seem supernatural, he investigates and he often finds that it is another monster. And he doesn't always kill the other monsters. Sometimes he brings them to legal justice. Vampire <laughs> Prosecutor is very good. Wow. Yeah, it's a very good show. I recommend everybody watch it. Um, so yeah, this has been around for a while, and what's going on is sometimes it gets confused with physical conditions, uh, and it's it's called hypertrichosis or mm. hypertrich okay. hypertrichosis. Sorry, and this is kind of like it's unfortunately and kind of appropriately actually called colloquially werewolf syndrome. So okay, and what is werewolf syndrome exactly? Werewolf syndrome. This is not. This is different than than clinical lycanthropy. Yeah. So this is a condition where, like, so if you ever, if you remember seeing as a kid, uh, like daily talk shows where they would show the people who have like they have hair yes, over their yes, entire yes. faces, right? Yes, um, yes. That is called, unfortunately, werewolf syndrome. And those people, like in previous centuries, actually did wind up like working as oh, sure. working as carnival working in carnivals or like uh working at circuses or you know just being horribly mistreated because right. physically they look like wolves and these two conditions have become sort of intertwined in folklore since 1850 and that's kind of what gave us werewolves as they are now yeah um i believe it i believe that i think that that's uh you know there's a long history of anything that is born different uh people just attributing supernatural fuckery to you know yeah. it's a it's a demon you get a demon inside you we know a lot about the uh, we know a lot about the actual physicality uh the the physiology of this syndrome now um like i said in the beginning it, it could be either schizophrenia bipolar disorder could be caused by severe depression um out of 56 cases of modern delusional metamorphosis into an animal. They found that 25% of the patients were schizophrenic. 23% had psychotic depression. 20% were bipolar disorder. It was equally distributed between men and women. And these symptoms can last anywhere from a single hour to decades. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So uh, some of them say that they like, they see physical changes in themselves like sometimes the patients will try to show you vamp uh, or, or werewolf teeth that they can see yeah and they'll try to show them to yeah. you they'll try to show you like or they're like little bee stinger yeah or, they, or, they're, or they're cute little bee stinger like a mario um <laughs> so cute like a little mario you think if you if you're a lycanthrope that believes that you're a bee do you just like hang out near flowers all day long and Try to pollinate them? Well, you don't want to attack people because you would have some sort of knowledge that if you sting, you die. Yeah, you get one shot. Yeah. One shot at that. So, yeah, I feel like it would mostly, you would mostly be peaceful and work in community gardens. I think if you're going to have a a delusional lycanthropy, bees a good one to have. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Guinea pig? You're just a, you're you're a florist. Guinea pigs bite. Maybe you, uh. You you have a, uh, uh, you know, some artisanal honey at the farmer's market that you like selling? You know? Now that is my f- that is another one of my favorite Korean dramas, which is bee fl- artisanal honey bee florist. Secret bee secret florist? bee florist. It loses something in the translation. 
but it's great. Uh, it's got horror. It's got action. It's got romance. Uh, I really recommend it. You can get all these. You can watch all these on Drama Fever or Crunchyroll. They've also done studies over the last decade. They've started really like figuring out what causes these things, uh, what parts of the brain this is happening in, and they found out mm. that it's uh, pointed to brain areas that appear to be essential for creating the sense of physical existence and perceiving our body schema. Huh. So it's not so much that sure. I feel like an animal or I have, you know, I have the the personality thoughts of an yeah, animal. or the emotions yeah. of an animal. It's uh, it's mostly stuff around the outer cortex or the cortex in the outer layer of the brain that are responsible for movement and sensation. And so, wow, you, they they do something where you don't feel like yourself. It's almost a kind of dysmorphia, like a body dysmorphia where you feel that yeah. you're an animal. Um, it's really interesting. That would explain the, as you were saying, the sort of um, involuntary animalistic behavior because your brain's like oh my body has these characteristics mm -hmm. it's not so much that i'm just sort of thinking like one it's it's that my body i perceive that my body moves in a way that is analogous with a with an animal yeah some some people said that their chests had broadened or that they thought their mouths and teeth had changed shape uh some said that their bodies shrunk and some felt burning sensations in the belly and thighs um it's pretty interesting and it, they think it may be uh connected to a now forgotten diagnosis that was called conesthesiopathy that was investigated hmm. by french neurologists around 1905 so yeah it's been around for a while we're just now it's it's very interesting to me whenever we talk about something like this how often it was left to sort of colloquial ideas and beliefs until yeah but only in the last 10 years are we like well we should figure out why people feel this way because it might be connected to other things we know about we might there might be a similar root cause to all of this we should try to figure it out um yeah yeah so they said uh they said the best way to treat this right now based on everything they found is to treat it as though it was schizophrenia psychotic depression or bipolar disorder and to treat that underlying disorder um it's kind of it's kind of interesting man but yeah so werewolves they's out there maybe not the way you thought well i'll take what i can get you know i'll take what i can get um i guess i guess we just all have to hope that uh if we get the lycanthropy it's the b version i guess that's that's our only thing to cling on if to you're gonna you know wake up tomorrow and think that you were any kind, genuinely believe yourself to be any kind of animal and there's no way you can stop it you can only yeah you can only choose the animal what yeah. would you choose well you know it's funny it's a really interesting question because i feel like the animals that i would immediately leap to when someone says if you could be an animal are stuff like birds you yeah. know but if you just think you're a bird you're gonna get hurt yeah and you're gonna you're be gonna plummet to your death you're gonna be pretty disappointed you know all the time <laughs> yes so i feel like so, you know something i don't want to eat any faces no i don't want to be something that eats faces it's i feel maybe like i don't know i maybe a, maybe a like a dolphin or like a mammal in the water so i know that i still need to breathe air right. i'm not i don't think i'm a fish i don't think i'm a fish to the point where i think i can breathe water yeah but i i love being in water i like swimming uh, but i know i need to get to the surface to get air that's good you know? i like that yeah, maybe a deer or a rabbit for me. Hmm. I don't know, something that's still kind of self-sufficient and, but like chill, you know? Because like, cause yeah. just like you, I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't want anything that's like too, like, I don't want to be a squirrel and think that I can climb up trees. Yeah. You know, or be burying things all the time. I like rabbit. I, I, I feel like I'd really like to be a dog. I'd like to wake up thinking I'm a dog as long as I knew that it wasn't going to carry over into wolf. <laughs> yeah you want to be like a g gentle you know like a labrador i want to be like something. i want to be like my pomeranian that's asleep behind me right now you know i just yeah. want to go oh if you just if you just you ha you were a lycanthrope but it just meant that you wanted to lay in the sun all day and not do much wouldn't that be great wait a minute i think i have that i <laughs> i actually i actually may already have that for being my dog too we do just sit on the couch next to each other all day huh huh i love my belly rubbed dude you do love your belly rubbed and that's i'll tell you what out of all the 
out of all the pros and cons of doing this over the internet, now that we brought it back instead of in the same room, <laughs> I am glad that I don't have to start off every session with like a 10 minute belly rub for you. It's, it's a huge con for me. Actually. Yeah. Well, and then know. the con for me I miss is, it, that's what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> and the con for me of it is it does seem to put you in a much better mood and make you more focused. So in, yeah. so in that way, Sure. I have my process. You have your process. It's my process. Hey, would you like to see more of our process? This is all real. Everything we're talking about is real. <laughs> if you want to see more of our process, consider becoming a patron. Patreon.com slash we have concerns. Uh, patrons get oh. to do things like watch us record episodes live. They get their episodes early. It's riveting. It's riveting. And you can see you can see how many times I've you can see Anthony up. Drink, <laughs> You can see Anthony drink coffee in real time. Ooh, it's a two coffee day, baby. <laughs> It's a two coffee day. <laughs> it's fun to keep track of who's having the off week because it's always one of us. <laughs> it's, ne- it's always one never, of us. That is uh, true. Never have we both been firing on all cylinders. Um, no. No. And that's why you want to give us money because we've never been good. <laughs> but hey, you know what? It's like investing in hope. It's, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like maybe someday they'll get their shit together. It's like getting a certificate guys. for your birthday that says, I planted a tree for you. You know what I mean? That's what you're doing. Uh, also, you're yeah, paying. Except giving us yeah, money. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you're paying for, instead of a tree certificate, you're paying for all the time that I spend editing out uh, me being bad in the case of this week. But you never know who I'm editing right. out being bad. Could be anyone. Mostly not me. Mostly leaving in my stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I that's find. That's what we found. You also get access to a patrons-only Discord. We're all in there all the time talking about stuff. You also... Good it's folks. It's good folks. There's so many other things. Check it out. Patreon.com slash we have concerns. Support the show. Help us keep it going. Maybe one day we'll be good at it. Hey, Anthony. Hey, Jeff. You know... Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Prove it. You know, uh, there's uh, there's a lot of stuff going Name on. And one some thing. people say, <laughs> well, you know, we got that uh, we got that there climate change. You know, and some people say maybe the answer, maybe the answer we are hoping for, maybe the thing that we can hold out hope for is that when we turn this blue marble that we all hanging out on into just a garbage dump, which we will, which we are actively we, doing we have and we, we are and we will god bless us <laughs> maybe maybe the solution maybe the thing we're holding out our our hope for is to just leave it all behind go to another planet where we can start a fresh start a new there's a lot of people actually this is a fairly mainstream concept is like hey maybe one day we'll just live on mars or colonize the moon and everybody fucking that way, thinks that when they colonize it's going to be all of us. It's not. It's going to be Elysium. Let me tell you We're something. We're talking Elysium. Let me tell you something. In the beginning, sure, they're sending us. They're sending the poors. They're sending the working class. They're sending the middle class. Yeah. Why are they sending us there? Because it's a dark, barren hellscape. And what are we going to do? you got to work. you got to establish the colony. you got to build all the infrastructure. Once we built their glittering PlayStation 5-looking building in the sky, what happens? <laughs> oh, all of a sudden... It's like that movie Passengers that was not good, where, um, where oh, you got to be a bazillion air to get up there. Yeah. You better know somebody yeah. who knows somebody to get you a coupon, because otherwise, you got your Musks and your Bezoses, and that's the only people that are in space. It's just Musks and Bezoses as far as the eye can oh, see. Oh, what an annoying-sounding planet. It's a, a Muskian, Bezosian hellscape, is what that that's is. That's what it is. Uh, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about going into space and going to another planet we have established here on we have concerns if there's one thing to take away over our 600 plus episodes of this show award-winning science podcast indeed it is that space is trying to kill you so when we hold out hope that we will all escape to space and start anew afresh there's an article that i would like to bring to your attention that enumerates the various and sundry ways that space is trying to kill you ready ready let's see if any of these surprise me yeah uh, i think you're gonna like this this is an article um uh, in wired uh it was sent to us wow wired hey remember wired Oh shit, yeah. dude! It's still happening. Wired's still it's happening. Still 
Yeah. Fuck, dude. Who's on the cover of Wired? That, I, I can't That's answer that. That's crazy. Hang on a second. Let me find who. Can I add who has sent it? Wired gonna... Magazine. <laughs> Boy, think uh, about that. Like Reddit, I think it maybe Wired only Ma- online now. Wired Magazine was like, if you don't know what Wired Magazine was, it was like Reddit, but only once a month. <laughs> you got you got Reddit like once a month, and you were like, oh shit, I can't wait to read Reddit. Oh, here it is. Uh, this was sent to us on the Facebook group, which is Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash. We have concerns. This was posted by Monica Dizon. Zone. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Monica. Thank you for I hope so too, posting for your this. Sake. Yeah. Uh, thanks for posting this story from Wired Magazine about how space wants to kill you. It, it actually enumerates there is a, uh, a NASA human research roadmap that has been drafted by NASA uh, talking about all of the potential health risks of venturing into space and colonizing other planets. I don't know if you know this, Anthony, but NASA actually had to get a special permit from OSHA called a Terrestrial Workplace Activities Permit to allow astronauts to even go into space. Terrestrial? Wait, terrestrial workspace activities or extraterrestrial workspace? Uh... Oh, it, um, excuse me. It far exceeds terrestrial workplace activities. I was going to say. So they need a new All permit. OSHA does all day, every day is, is terrestrial workplace issues. You're right. Um, Pardon me. Uh, but this is, this is a permit that uh, assesses the health risks that astronauts are going to encounter in space. And you have to be explicit with astronauts. They have to sign this waiver because... Basically, OSHA's whole job is like, let's not allow people whose job it is to be in danger to be in danger. And astronauts are like, that's the whole fucking thing. That's what I do. Like we're. Yeah. So here are based on this. OSHA has to make the same thing for like ninjas. I know. Right. The the amount of paperwork you got to file as a ninja is ridiculous. It it, it, honestly, the only reason I'm not a ninja. Members of G.I. Joe. (laughs) you know like they all have like avengers the avengers dude let me tell you something let me tell you something you gotta be as rich as tony stark to start the avengers because the amount of goddamn paperwork it takes to hire captain america to literally throw a shield at people's teeth is (laughs) wild the amount of insurance that tony stark has to carry at any given time count every one of those suits what is he at mark 147 every single one of those has to be insured has to be inspected don't even get me started on the paperwork it takes to work with (laughs) t'challa he's not from here yes and the government is racist do you know how hard it is to work with t'challa do you know what these Shuri is over here on one of those genius visas, the H-1Bs. Do you know how hard those are to get? Plus, uh, I think, isn't all their technology powered by a space rock? Yeah. (laughs) That fell to Earth? Fuck, dude. And it's like, who's running the tests on the space rock? Who's who's running the safety tests on vibranium? We're just going to take your word (laughs) that vibranium's safe? Come on. Poor Scott Lang doesn't even have powers. (laughs) well he's ex-con you know they'll do anything um the nasa human research roadmap has identified 34 health risks and get this 233 gaps in our knowledge of risks (laughs) oh so they're known knowns and known unknowns is what this is and we don't even uh, you can't know the unknown unknowns (laughs) yeah that's just a whole other level of paperwork this is some superman Uh, 3 shit but there's 34 things that we know are gonna kill you and then there's 233 things where it's like um, i don't know maybe (laughs) so there's a list i'm not gonna read all 34 of these but there's some pretty great ones um concern about clinically relevant unpredicted effects of medication so yeah. you take a perfectly normal piece of medication medication that works on Earth. Maybe it doesn't work in space the sure. same way. Everything's, everything's different in zero, in zero or microgravity. It's 
Uh, we know that everything changes within an astronaut's body. We know that their blood pressure and bone density and all that stuff changes. So who knows what a... Oh, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Uh, risk of incompatible habitat design. We don't know. <laughs> maybe that, that whole habitat just doesn't work. Yeah, like maybe, <laughs> like maybe we, maybe the chair is uncomfortable and you die. <laughs> Listen to this one. This is my favorite one. I'm, I'm skipping all the way to my favorite one. Risk of inadequate human computer interaction. This is a classic. What are you doing, Hal? They, they, they listed no, that. No, that's different. They that's malevolent. I think that, I think that would have to be malevolent. This is I, more like you keep asking would, Siri for the same thing and she keeps <laughs> fucking up. Do you know what I mean? That's inadequate. Yeah. Hal is not just inadequate. Hal is malevolent. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would classify malevolent behavior as an inadequate response. Inadequate is, inadequate is like you have to unscrew Hal's eye and like blow on it and shake it and put it back in and then he's fine. Which I guess is kind yeah. of what happened. If you think about it. <laughs> uh so yeah maybe you're so right th th these are these are many and uh they are all very uh important things that nasa has to has to keep track of but this article goes on to talk about specifically the thing that uh, kind of all of these are broken down uh and specific enumerated subcategories of the fact that we kind of just don't know how human bodies react in lower gravity. Oh. And we also kind of don't know about radiation in space. No. So those are the sort of the big topic headings are radiation in space is really bad and will completely Dude, kill you. It will you. fuck you up. It will fuck you up. We and got layers and layers and layers of that ozone dog. We've got so much atmosphere. We've got so much. We're like a fucking Italian restaurant on Valentine's Day. We got so much atmosphere. And the second you yeah. fucking leave that shit, it's just fucking radiation all the time. It's it's cosmic rays, dude. And I know I know what you're thinking, Anthony. I know what you're going to say. We've been taught that cosmic rays turn us in to really stretchy, smart scientists or beautiful, invisible women or or like a guy who can flame on or flame off. And yes, 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 I understand Ben Grimm's situation is not ideal. The man has stone for skin, but still super strength and a sparkling personality. And those baby blues weren't ever changed. Yeah. So I and his always wife is a brilliant artist and she loves him very much. She does. I assumed cosmic rays, not so bad. It turns no. out they're, oh, they're real, real bad. not a science fiction invention, and very, very bad. Uh, but let's start with gravity, because... Sure. Uh, well, here's what I know we know about gravity. I know that we know yeah. that when um, astronauts come back, and I, got, I was very, very fortunate to chat with um, Katie Coleman, who was the astronaut that held the longest amount of time on the international space station consecutively and longest total number of days. And she's like, yeah, you come back and you are like a, you're like a dumb baby that can't walk. Yeah. They literally can't walk. You can't hold a cup of coffee, which I know Anthony, all you want to do is oh, hold a cup it's of a coffee. coffee day, baby. I got, I got to have you one on each hand it in your hand. You got space hands. You got space hands. When you come back, it's, they can't, because we have evolved, we have evolved in a very specific gravitational world and our, the tension of our muscles changes. You actually uh, grow, your spine will expand and you actually grow an inch or two in space uh, and it, it, it results in horrible back pain, evidently. Oh God, I And bet. get this, our, our feet, the, uh, the lower parts of our body, mm -hmm. we have evolved because the blood goes through our circulatory system and goes down to our feet, we have evolved to push the blood through our body at a certain rate to move it up against gravity through our, our body, up into our right. heads. And when, when astronauts return from space, they end up feeling, or actually when they have spent a long time in space, they end up getting terrible pain in their head, throbbing yeah. headaches because the blood is being pushed 
through a lower amount of gravity at such an alarming rate into their brains that it actually culminates in all of this excess blood in their skulls. God, can you imagine? Fucked up, dude. Can you imagine? And I guess, like, one of the things that's weird about that is, you know, we're we're thinking about colonizing, right? And, colon- like, how does colonizing happen without some form of artificial gravity which is so funny because like when i talk to people when i ask people what are some things that you think that we have or that we have the ability to do and when i ask the average person if they think we have artificial gravity like not a huge not a significant not a huge number but a significant number of people think that it already exists and it does not really yeah. it does huh. not people we don't even we don't even know what gravity is let alone how to make it yeah how are we going to make it? So I think one of the things that's really crazy is like how long, yeah, how long do you stay on a, on a planet like Mars that has the lighter gravity where it's just like, how long does your body live that way until it just becomes real hard for your body or deadly? Yeah. Well, a lot of people, you know, originally theorized that lower gravity might actually be have health benefits because it would be easier for your body to do things. But we're finding out that it's quite the opposite. Oh, dude, it's like your muscles behave in a completely different way in space. And so, and, and you, they atrophy, right? They, they, you lose muscle mass. We we're talking about inability to hold a cup of coffee and um, not being able to walk when they get back to earth. They atrophy, uh, the normal rate that you atrophy, uh, an elderly person might atrophy, uh, you lose 1% of bone density mm-hmm. per year. Yeah. I think it's something like in space, 1% of bone density and 2% of muscle mass. If you don't, after the age right. of like 50 and, or something. Right. And you lose that in space every month. Wow. So it's 12 times as fast. Right. And so what they do in space, you see all the time astronauts working yeah. out, exercising on treadmills. But the problem is they can only work out muscles that you can fucking work right. out. And the problem is there's a whole lot of muscles in your body that need to work that you can't work out. You can't exercise your heart. Uh, you know, Jeff, maybe if we all exercised our hearts a little bit, <laughs> we wouldn't be in the situation we are right now as a society. That's the truth. Think That's about that. Point. Anyway, we'll point. see you next week. What? <laughs> <laughs> so check this out, dude. One of the reasons that they uh, have had a hard time trying to uh, recirculate uh, urine into drinkable water in space. You know, one of the things mm-hmm. they do is, you know, they try to use everything in space because yeah. there's limited limited space in inside the uh, sure. ISS and inside every, space every part of the buffalo uh, but, yeah one of the things that they have the hardest time dealing with is calcium deposits that end up in the filters inside those systems they constantly have to clean out these calcium calcium deposits mm-hmm. because so much you're losing so much calcium from your bones. Wow. That it's going out through your urine. And guess what? If it's going out through your urine, it's also seeping into your kidneys, making you have a higher, much higher kidney risk for stones. kidney stones and kidney disease. Wow. You're like, literally your bones are fucking disintegrating in your body in space and seeping into your kidneys and coming out in your urine. Just peeing in space is bad. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You're peeing out your bones. (laughs) That's an old, that's an old curse from the country that my grandparents are from. Yeah. May you, may you pee out your bones. <laughs> yeah. Um wow, that's wild. So, well, yeah, we talked about gravity, so now tell me about radiation. Radiation's real bad. <laughs> uh, do you like Let me ask you a question. Real Dude, quick. radiation uh, here Anthony, is bad. We know radiation is bad. How is this an unknown? How is the, uh, well, it's uh, let, let me, me ask you no, this, this is this is what I'm saying, Jeff. It's not an unknown that the radiation in space will kill you. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that OSHA is getting off on a technicality here and they are just not saying <laughs> what the unknown is how quickly this increased radiation will kill you. That's um, the thing. We know it'll kill you. These are dangerous levels of radiation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, let me ask you this question, though. Uh, do you like to see... Yeah, I would say it's one of my favorite five senses. Yeah. 
Top, definitely top five. Definitely. Turns out space wants to blind you as well. Uh, it turns out that uh, NASA tested the site you, of space? astronauts. I paid for LASIK. It was <laughs> yeah, expensive. We'll Dude, so did I. Let's not even go there. Uh, NASA astronauts. Yeah, but I paid John for Phillips. good LASIK, not the old LASIK like you got. Yeah, I've I realized. Got the, I got the goddamn pre pre millennium fucking. <laughs> uh, NASA astronaut John Phillips was tested. Uh, his eyesight when he went up to space, because, you know, we picked the best and the brightest to become astronauts. Uh, 2020. 2010. That, 2020. Okay. He had 2020 vision. After six months in orbit, 2100. Wow. Yeah. And guess what? This is just one of the things that happens when cosmic radiation bombards your eyeballs in space. The... The thing that they report, all astronauts report uh, seeing this kind of strange flashing light in their eyes. Uh, it, it is a, uh, a cosmic particle that has zipped through their eye sockets, producing a flash. It's been named the cosmic ray visual phenomena. And we don't really know what's happening at the biological level to cause it. But astronauts say that they see one of those every three to seven minutes. No, that's too many. That's too many. It says closing your eyes won't help. The astronauts reported that the flashes occurred even when they were trying to sleep. Let me, can I tell you something? I, I think a lot about going to space. And I yeah. used to think like I'm mentally and emotionally prepared to go to space. It was just, oh, my physical body, maybe, maybe I'm not in the shape that I need to be in. Maybe I don't have the vision. Maybe this, maybe that. No, no, I will tell you this about me psychologically and emotionally. If I was seeing a fucking flash in my eyes that wasn't from any phenomena that you could point at every three to yeah. seven minutes, I, we would get to the end of day one before I was like, I'm dying. I'm dying. Get the space I'm dying. Madness. I have got to get, get the back space to madness. I'm dying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How do astronauts do it? Astronauts are so chill. Jeff, have you ever met an astronaut? I have actually, I, I did a, a piece on a show I used to do. I went to Houston and uh, got to drive the That's where uh, they grow them. the lunar lander. They grow them right there. Yeah. And dude, this dude, this dude that I met, former Navy SEAL, it, after he retired from being an astronaut, he made his living going around and and um unearthing buried treasure that is un undersea buried treasure, like going deep sea diving and finding like that's his like retirement job. His retirement job is Indiana Jones yes his retirement yeah. job is nathan drake um <laughs> fucking amazing that's amazing but that yeah that's the thing is like not only are they all like perfect physical specimens not only are they all brilliant but they're just so chill it's yeah. so hard like it's because they've the stared death in the face and seen the flashes that result or were they like that before and that's why they were sent up to space to see the flashes because the flashes don't fucking bug them this is the why there's going to be an Elysium, dude, because it's all those types that are going to no, get there. That's what's fucked. That's what's fucked is those types don't get to go to Elysium. Those types <laughs> no, get to only... pave the way for, for Jeff Bezos to go to Elysium. Once that's we true. figure out what the flash is and we figure out how to box up, you know, make walls that keep out the flash, yeah. you know, and we have the microgravity and we have all the stuff. Those those cool, chill astronauts don't get to be part of it anymore. That's just the fucking rich old dinks. The fucking yeah. wrench old dinks get to go up to space. They're like, thanks. Thanks, cool astronauts. Thanks for going yeah, we, blind. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> thanks for going blind. You are we used you like uh like like human currency. Mm -hmm. It's almost <laughs> uh it's almost like that's what the term human resources means, Jeff. <laughs> exactly. It's almost as though that's what the term is. Um wow. Oh so grav so just gravity and radiation will kill you. We have there's so many things that we don't even know about. Let me ask you this. Let me, because this is the big question that all this brings up to me. Would you still go to space? I mean, I kind of want to still. I'm much more scared now than I was. Like, I don't really think this through, all this stuff. You kind of have a vague idea that, you know, you hear about muscles changing when you come back to sp from space. And you, you hear about all that stuff. This really feels like we are wildly unprepared. We are a species that evolved to be in this habitat you can't just like pluck us out of this habitat no. and expect us to be okay i always say it's like the um 
It's like those really deep sea fish. If you pull one of those deep sea fish out of the bottom of the sea, they just fucking explode, man. They just fucking explode because they're meant to be under such an intense amount of pressure. There is a perfect amount of environment for every living thing, right? There is a biome for every living thing. And, you know, the idea that like, oh, just a little bit of light gravity is actually good for you or like, oh, slightly heavier gravity might make you stronger. No. Space will grind you down into a fucking fine paste. Space wants to kill you. Space Space wants... You are the table-side guac that space will put on its chips. They just want... Space just wants to see you turned into that delicious fucking chunky paste. Yeah. I might still go to space. I was just going to ask you, does this dampen any of your enthusiasm about our, like, sci-fi future? The problem with my... The problem with our sci-fi future is is the thing i keep harping on about is there are only two sci-fi futures that they'll allow me to be a part of and number one is the hey idiots do you want to be the homesteaders that fucking (laughs) that fucking colonize mars and you live on basically like a nightmare farm on the edge (laughs) of death forever uh that's the part that they'll let me go to uh and then like at some point i could be I could work like a retail job or a McDonald's in space for the wealthy. I could be mm. like, you know what I mean? And that, that would be my life is I would live in like one of the, I would live in like Corbin Dallas's apartment from the fifth element where it's just like 20 yeah, yeah. square feet. And like, I would have nothing. Right. I would get one cup of coffee a day and like, a, yeah, there's 1200 stories of the building and you live on like the, you know, 897th floor mm-hmm. and you know, you're, you're, and you the building isn't you... shi- the building isn't shielded for the space flash. Oh God, no, no! You, you're dealing with the space flash every day. Yeah, I th- and that's why I don't think I would love. By the way, to... the space flash is one of my favorite DC comics. Space flash is fun. Uh, you know, reverse flash is cool, and uh, but space flash is definitely the one. Um, <laughs> I think, like, yeah, I, if the the optimal way I think for me to go to space would be uh to be to be wealthy and invited (laughs) so basically the same as the best version of being on earth (laughs) yeah i feel the same way about it as i feel about nice hotels cruise ships basically any (laughs) any cool trip will you invite me for free (laughs) because otherwise it sounds like i'll have a miserable time and i'll be in debt forever uh and that's space you know what would be great is if they had some sort of like space red carpet ceremony that you could host and then you'll get like an all expense paid trip. You know what I mean? They'll like hook you oh, up. You got that per diem. Oh shit. That per opening diem night of space. space? <laughs> Interview Some all the fucking. Like, I'll just be the bootlicker on the red carpet of space. <laughs> where all Some the. Sort uh, of like yeah, where Bezos comes by and I've got to swallow all of my bile and just ask him cool <laughs> Bezos questions and ask like cool yeah. Musk questions. You know, like all those things that you're really, really good at. Yeah, I be- but <laughs> but just like any other red carpet gig, like I would not get a hotel. They would not give me a hotel. They no, would you'd put have to me, commute? It, 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 I would have to commute or they would have to, uh, they would turn me around and send me on the flight right back home. So it would be oh, yeah. 16 months to get there to host. <laughs> I'd host for one night and then they'd turn me around 16 months to get back. Yeah, yeah. But sweet gig, you know? Sweet gig. Sweet gig. Hey, man, grats on landing that gig. How, how else are you going to meet Harrison Ford? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Harrison Ford. Well, Harrison Ford might go to space. I don't think he would. I think he likes, I think he likes flying planes. I don't think he cares about space. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would like to know if the concerned citizens out there would like to go to space. Or if yeah, they're terrified. Now that or- we know what it entails... I mean we always knew it was to bad because i feel like we, we all got excited i got excited i watched that launch with my kids just uh, a couple weeks ago whatever yeah. it was the i'm the, glad uh, it's them yeah go bob and doug you guys are great go bob and doug better bob and doug than me i wish bob and doug all the best yeah but i don't i'm I not going don't know, man i don't want I don't it to know. be bob doug and anthony maybe maybe we really do need to take care of this planet (laughs) whoa do you think uh let us know what you think about all this uh a great place to do it would be gosh our discord if you're a patron that'd be a cool thing to do patreon.com slash we have concerns yeah and uh yeah if you go to patreon.com slash we have concerns you know toss us it's not we're not i'm not asking for a lot just some of your money and you can become uh, a supporter of the show you can get access to that discord you can hear those cool conversations that we start the show with 
uh, every episode. You get to hear them in full. It's like extra bonus content. Mm-hmm. You can even hang out with us. We have uh, more than monthly, almost bi-monthly. Is that bi-monthly mean twice a month or does it mean every other month? Whatever. It can mean either. It's a lot. We hang out. We hang out with our with our patrons, and we talk, and we get to know everybody. There's a lot of really cool stuff you can do just by supporting the show. Yep. Uh, and support levels, including the Discord, start at just a dollar a month. Head over to patreon.com slash concerns and, uh, and for, for, for God's sakes, give us your money. 